Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly filling in for Joe Giglio on a Friday night. Pleased to be with you on this Black Friday. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed their Thanksgiving, is out there staying safe, uh, staying healthy. I guess Black Friday a little different this year than, than the normal shopping craze. I mentioned when I was on uh, briefly last night, I do not understand the whole Black Friday thing. It's just something I've never been into. I don't like shopping uh, anyway. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, shop online or, or you know, let my wife buy clothes for me and stuff like that. I just don't. I just don't care. Uh, and I, I, I hate going to stores. I hate going to crowded stores. And obviously this year uh, it's different. Um, but even, you know, before COVID times, not something I had much interest in. But uh, plenty of stuff to get to throughout the course of the show tonight. Just seeing a... Uh, uh, a Sixers signing uh, to open the show. They're bringing back Justin Anderson. If you remember Justin Anderson, uh, if you don't, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame you. But he's apparently coming back on a one-year deal. We'll get more at eight o'clock from Kyle Newbeck uh, from the Philly Voice. Kyle's going to join us at eight. Elliot Shore Parks, ninety-four WIP Eagles insider, joining us at seven o'clock and at nine o'clock. Uh, we will get the scoop on the Phillies um, from Tim Kelly. Uh, who will join us from Phillies Nation. So plenty to get to throughout the course of the show tonight. But we will start with more bad news for the Eagles. As it came down on Friday afternoon, announced that Lane Johnson will miss the remainder of this season uh, with an ankle injury, and it's something he's dealt with all year. It's been clear all season that Lane Johnson hasn't been right. Um, he's been checking in and out of games. He's been banged up during the week, missing practice time. And it was only a matter of time before this was the end result. You know, it was just a matter of time before the Eagles had to shut Lane Johnson down and end his 2020 campaign. And the injury sounds rather painful. As Lane explained it um, to the assembled media over Zoom on Friday afternoon, said basically his ankle collapsed, which, uh, you know, I I can't imagine what that feels like. I know how painful just getting a simple ankle sprain is as somebody who dealt with bad ankles um, their entire life playing sports. Uh, but your ankle collapsing, I can't imagine that is, um, uh, th- that is, that is very comfortable. Um, in which a stress fracture was formed following a surgery. Uh, I, I don't know. It just uh, it doesn't seem like a good situation for Lane Johnson, and his 2020 season is now over. He'll need surgery, um, and I believe the ta- timetable somewhere around four to five months for Lane Johnson moving forward. Uh, but he's done for the year, which is obviously a crushing blow for a team already decimated, especially on the offensive line. 
Uh, we know the injuries that they've dealt with up front. We know that the Eagles, I, I guess now this week, will make the 11th different uh, offensive line combination in 12 games. Um, it, it's been terrible. It's been terrible with the injuries up front. The play they've gotten has not been up to par. And once again, the Eagles will shuffle the offensive line. As it was also reported on Friday, that finally, despite us calling for it for weeks and weeks and weeks, Jason Peters will go back to right guard. What a great teammate. What a great guy Jason Peters is. Doing what... You know, is is I guess best for the team doing what he's been asked to do because Jason Peters. One thing you know about him, he's asked. He's never told to do anything um, because he's Jason Peters, and apparently he has more uh, power within the organization than the head coach does, um, which is a massive problem. But Jason Peters goes back to right guard. Jordan Mulata will play left tackle, and we will get to that aspect as well and what the line will look like. But Lane Johnson is done. And, you know, as I've said, clear that he wasn't right at any point this year. Didn't look the same on the field, wasn't nearly as dominant as he has been in years past. Clear something was wrong, and, you know, finally the Eagles shut him down, which they probably should have done weeks ago. And when I look at this injury, you know, we'll look at the short-term implications of it, and who's going to play right tackle, which remains up in the air. I mean, if Jason Peters playing right guard, Jordan Mulata's playing left tackle, that doesn't leave many options. I guess her options are basically Matt Pryor or Jack Driscoll. And, I mean, whether it's guard, tackle, I don't feel comfortable playing Pryor. So I'd assume if Jack Driscoll's healthy, I know he's dealing with a groin issue right now, you'd assume it's him. But, you know, many will look at it in the short term. And what the Eagles will do with that position. Yeah, that matters, and and we'll get to that part of it. But when I look at it, I look at it more in the long term. And we have discussed for weeks the fact that Jordan Mulata should have been playing left tackle because he is better than Jason Peters. He is better than Jason Peters right now. When you watch these teams play, well, when or these players play this season, it's pretty clear that Jordan Mulata has been the better player, and Jordan Mulata would have given his team a better chance to win this season, right now, than Jason Peters. But what bothered me even more was that Mulata needed this year for development purposes for the future. You know, that's ultimately what's more important. And even if for some reason, in the Eagles' evaluations, whether it's their front office, whether it's Doug Peterson, whether it's Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach, even if by some, you know, uh, some breakdown of tackle play that I'm not seeing, that they thought Jason Peters was marginally better than Jordan Mulata, it still didn't make sense to play Jason Peters over there. Because Jordan Mulata needs to develop. Jordan Mulata needs to play. Jordan Mulata needs to get real in-game action. So you can know what you have. And so that if you need him 
down the line, if you need him beyond this year, he is going to be ready to go. Because you can you can take all the practice reps you want. You can do all the work over at NovaCare that you want. Not Nothing is the same as being out there in the action and going up against, you know, top defensive ends. Like, I don't care what practice reps you get. I don't care if you're going against the Eagles ones. Guys don't push it the same way in practice. And going up against Brandon Graham in practice is not the same as going up against Demarcus Lawrence in a game. You know, you need your young players to be out on the field, to be out developing. If it's anywhere close between a veteran and a younger player, you should play the younger player, especially on a team that, let's face it, isn't contending for anything this season. That's ultimately what's more important. And, you know, the fact that Jason Peters was playing over there to begin with, the fact that this organization's infatuation with Jason Peters Trump Jordan more Jordan Malata's development on their priority list is a major issue. And if you want to get in 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. You know, and now that's even more inexcusable than it was before. It was inexcusable before, but now after Jason Peters goes down, or I mean after Lane Johnson goes down, that move makes even less sense to not have Jordan Mulata on the field. Because, you know, you look moving forward here. The hope is obviously that Lane Johnson will return as good as ever next year. But there's no way to know that. I mean, this sounds like a serious injury. This is obviously an injury that hampered Lane Johnson all year long. He was never at 100%. Who knows if this surgery is going to get him back to that level. Obviously, we hope that's the case. But there's no guarantee. And for the Eagles, who obviously knew the seriousness of Lane's condition. There's no doubt that they understood this was a serious injury that could have lasting effects. The fact that they wouldn't get Mulata this valuable time on the field is, is, is malpractice almost. Andre Diller going down during training camp stunk. You know, because this was a critical year for him as well. Which is why they weren't going to bring Jason Peters back in the first place. But they still had a chance to get Jordan Mulata ready. Whether to be the left tackle, whether to be the right tackle, or be a reserve swing tackle for the future. And they did not do it, just further setting him back. And setting back his timeline as far as being a guy that you can rely on. And being a guy that you can have ready to play when you need him. You know, Jordan Mulata wasn't perfect this year, but he was good enough to be on the football field. And with more development, with more reps, you'd hope that he could blossom into the type of player that you thought you were stealing in the seventh round. There's a reason the Eagles kept this guy on the roster the last two years without being active, because obviously they see big-time potential in him. But... It all goes back to the same thing with this organization. And it's become a major problem. And it's become more and more evident as this season has gone on. And we've seen shades of it the last couple years. You know, we've seen indications the last few years of, of this organization's priorities being messed up. But as this season has gone on, it is just 
painfully obvious that the Eagles prioritize the wrong things in pretty much every way. They, they, they place, you know, catering to certain players and trying to justify high salaries, whether that be Alshon Jeffrey, or trying to justify high draft picks that don't deserve to be on the field, but they put them on the field anyway. I mean, the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside thing finally got to a point where they couldn't even try to justify that anymore. It was so bad. But they place a priority on catering to those kind of players, playing guys with high, high salaries, and playing guys they drafted high above what's best for the football team, not just in the short term, but in the long term. And in the short term, you know, that's one thing if you're competing for a Super Bowl championship. Like, if you're a legit contender, and you're playing a veteran who is stunning the growth of a young player, but a guy that's going to help your team this year, then that's one thing. This is not a contender. So for them to prioritize short-term over the long-term, prioritize putting guys on the field with high contract numbers, guys that you drafted highly over younger players with potential, regardless of where they were drafted, is a major issue within this organization. And we see way too many indications of that as this season has gone on. Whether it's Alshon Jeffrey, whether it's Jason Peters, whether it's Carson Wentz. Um, you know, I know you don't have much back at corner, but whether it's a Nickel Roby Coleman, who I understand you're not spending much money on, but the guy's terrible. Like, he shouldn't be on the field. You know, just move Jalen Mills back to corner, put one of your young safeties in, and play one of those guys. But the Eagles are always looking to justify the moves they make. And they put way too much of a priority on that and not enough of developing their players, setting themselves up for success, not just this year, but in 2021, 2022, and beyond. And that's on everybody. That's on Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie as well. Maybe more than anybody. Because I think a lot of these moves are probably coming from the front office. When you look at a situation like Alshon Jeffrey, I have a hard time believing that's Doug Peterson's decision solely is that he wants Alshon Jeffrey on the field so badly. I think he's being told to play Alshon Jeffrey because Alshon Jeffrey's on the books for a ton of money this year. The Jason Peters situation, who knows? I think Doug likes Jason Peters. But obviously, Jason Peters has a very close relationship with the owner. And then you get to the quarterback situation as well. Doug can say as much as he wants that it's his final call on whether Carson Wentz is in the game or not. I have a hard time believing that. Um, and you know, you look now at the Jordan Mulata situation, you're likely going to need him even more now down the line than you thought you would before. And even before you have no clue what Andre Dillard is. Wouldn't you want an insurance policy that's played and been, and had experience to be ready to go in case Andre Dillard doesn't work out. Now you have a major question mark on the other side. As far as Lane's future and whether he's going to be healthy for the long term. And the Eagles lost a a critical number of games for Jordan Mulata in getting him ready to go. And this just goes back to the organization and their priorities being so messed up. And it's something that really needs to change. It needs to change drastically. Because the Eagles are hurting themselves, not just now, but in the future as well. And when they continue... 
the more they continue to place a premium on playing on playing players that they are paying high salaries and guys that they've drafted high over legitimate young talent that you need to develop and you need to get ready for the future, the more years this thing's going to be set back. And the more we're going to continue to watch an old, mediocre, aging football team not get any better because the young guys aren't developed and the old guys aren't good anymore. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Do you agree that the Eagles front office has their priorities wrong? Um, because when I look at it, it's becoming increasingly more clear. And it makes it even more irritating to me that Jordan Mulata has not been playing. Because you might need him next year. You might need him on the left side. You might need him on the right side. And for some reason that I don't understand, he's sitting behind, or was sitting behind, until until now, finally, after the Eagles make the move, a 38-year-old left tackle who cannot play anymore. That is inexcusable. And that's on Howie, it's on Jeffrey Lurie, and on Doug Peterson. It's on everybody in the organization and their priorities just being woefully, woefully, uh, mismanaged once again. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, Mike and King of Prussia, see you there. Mike will be first right after the break. Uh, and then you, if you want to join in. Um, I'm Tom Kelly, filling in for Joe Giglio. Most Kravitz producing tonight right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly. Uh, in for Joe Giglio on a Friday night. Uh, next segment, I have a couple things I need to get to. Um, I have a social media gripe for you, which is something I do frequently on my overnight show. So I have a, a social media gripe for you. And also, I'm, I'm going to need some advice from the listeners um, in a little uh, debate. I wouldn't call it a, a, an argument or a fight, but a little debate that I, I'm having with my wife at home that I'm going to need uh, the callers to weigh in on um, because... Uh, we're 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 deal we're we're you know expecting our first child in a few months here, and I have uh, I I have something that 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 I'll, I'll explain it more next segment. But we have to do the registry the the um, the baby registry, which is not you know I I hate all this stuff. I'm not very familiar with it, but um, I have a certain requ- request uh, that my wife believes would be inappropriate, but I. I argue the contrary, so I'll get to that in the next segment here, and I need the, the callers to, to weigh in and let me know um, if I'm in the wrong or if what I'm doing is appropriate. I'll make my case, and uh, I, I want to know where the callers stand, so we'll do that in the next segment. 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494, if you would like to join the show, but uh, discussing the Eagles and how Lane Johnson now being lost for the season due to injury it makes me even more irritated that Jordan Mulata hasn't been playing. Um, because you need this development. You need to get you know these young players in-game action. And now I mean, the Eagles have, what, question marks at two tackle positions now? Because we don't know if Andre Dillard can play. Andre Dillard's barely played in two seasons. And when he did play, he didn't play very well. Um, Lane Johnson, hopefully he's back and fully healthy next year. I don't know. I mean, he's a, a what, an eight-year vet at this point who is having significant ankle issues when you're a tackle? Like, your ankles are pretty important for setting and pass protection and all that kind of stuff. So 
uh, you could have been getting Jordan a lot of valuable time. Instead, you benched him to play a 38-year-old washed-up has-been in Jason Peters. And I wish I didn't have to be so um, rude about it to a, a guy that's a great all-time eagle, but he hasn't been a great all-time eagle in a long time. And bringing him back was a mistake to begin with. Playing him at left tackle was an egregious uh, you know, mistake to give in to Jason Peters' demands. And now, um, finally putting Jordan Mulata back in, uh, you should have done it weeks ago, and it just shows the Eagles have their priorities just way too messed up when it comes to what they value. They value justifying moves they make over playing the best players, not just in the short term, but to get guys developmental experience so you're a true contender uh, in the long term. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Mike and King of Prussia. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, TK? Good. How you doing, man? Hey, so I agree with you. The Eagles just think they know what, like, they have the pulse, uh, their finger on the pulse of the city, and they couldn't be more wrong. Like, Jeffrey Lurie, a couple years back, was like, hey, we're putting wind turn by, we're turning this, this stadium into energy self-sufficient. No one cares. No, that's not what this city cares about. We don't care that you're like doing, making a green state. We don't care. We care that our team's good. And he thinks that we care about Hall of Famers being treated well. No, we want you to be like the Patriots and kick them to the curb and bring someone new in who can actually play. And like I, I love the Philadelphia Eagles, but I hate everything about this franchise and this team right now. I, I hate the owner. I think he's a pompous jerk. I think I hate the, the general manager because he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room when he whiffs on every draft pick since 2017 and our cap that we're, he's supposed to be some geniuses is completely out of whack. And I hate our coach who's neutered and is just only power he has is to call plays and he's not good at that. I hate our quarterback who's in his fifth year and he can't play. And I, I hate that we might have to replace three-fifths of our offensive line because he had a collapsed ankle for – uh, the one guy, Brandon Brooks, is coming off two back-to-back right. huge surgeries, and and Jason Kelsey shouldn't even be on the field anymore. I mean, like this team has problems everywhere, and it's because the front office has their head up their butt and they have no idea what they're doing. There is well, no roadmap for the future of this team. Like, if you were to like tell me, like, oh, well, with this off season we're going to do X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't believe you because they haven't even thought about doing anything. They just like they just wanted to get into the playoffs and win one more NFC title and just say, "Hey, look how great we are! Look at our track record of success! It's ridiculous! I hate this team! I wish the owner would sell it, and I wish Howie Roseman would get like lost and like just just well, totally get fired." Mike, I'll say I'll say this. I mean, I don't agree with Jeffrey Lurie as far as the Jason Peters thing, and Jeffrey Lurie is largely to blame for that. But, I mean, let's not make it out like Jeffrey Lurie's his horrible owner. He's not. Yeah, I mean, he's I one mean, of the better owners in the NFL. He's, too much of a, he's, he's become too much of a Jerry Jones type. He's involved way too much where he shouldn't be. Like, I, I'm sorry, owners are not football people. Yes, you're blessed enough to have bought a team, but turn it over to the people. And Howie Roseman should not be a GM. He has no idea what he's doing. I mean, the fact the fact that we could legitimately, and this isn't even a joke, legitimately have DK Metcalf on one side and Justin Jefferson on the other, because you could they could have been in position to get both those players, and we have JJ Arcega Whiteside 
and Jalen Rager, who I don't think is worth anything. And stop drafting out of small schools. I don't want any more players that aren't from Clemson or Alabama. Right, I got you, Mike, and I appreciate the call. And, hey, I mean, Howie Roseman, and, and this is the thing. You're going to miss on some draft picks. Like I, I, not, and the draft, the draft history has been terrible. I'm not excusing it. Um, it has been really bad over the last couple of years. Look at the 2017 draft is a disaster. Uh, the 2019 draft is is not good. Um, and early returns on this 2020 draft have not been good uh, either. And um, you know, you can rip Howie Roseman for that, and deservedly so. GMs are going to miss on picks. So, you know, if Howie is not a great drafter, obviously that's a concern, but you'd think, and in the past, he's been able to make up for it in other ways. But the way Howie Roseman has managed this team, this is uh, in many ways on him. Like, the Alshon Jeffrey situation is on Howie Roseman. That was his doing to guarantee that part of Alshon Jeffrey's contract to put you in a position where you you have to have him this year. Now, that doesn't justify putting him on the field, which I do think that is coming down from the front office, is we're paying him. We got to put him out there. No, you don't have to put him out there. You don't. And right now, putting him out there is not only hurting the team, and this is it goes back to the same thing as the Peters over Mulata point. Putting Alshon Jeffrey on the field hurts you in multiple ways because not only are you you know playing a guy right now who is is not good and not and not as good as the other guys that you have but you're stunning the development of other younger players who could use this time whether it be John Hightower, Quez Watkins. I mean I don't even want to say the name and I know he is on the COVID list right now, but even a there, there's no reason to play Alshon over J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. There's not. Ortega-Whiteside, as bad as he's been, is a second-year player that maybe, you know, maybe as he gets more playing time, perhaps he can figure something out. Perhaps he can become some sort of a productive player. We know Alshon's not. We understand that Alshon Jeffrey uh, is not going to become uh, or, or get back to being a difference-making player or even a productive player, and there's no reason to play him. And yeah, that does go back to the front office for, for guaranteeing uh, that ridiculous contract. Let's go to Nick in the Northeast. What's up, Nick? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. So um, real quick, I just wanted to say a lot of people, um, you know, my opinion on it, the whole reason why this team is so bad, it, it doesn't have as much to do with uh, Carson and the coach um, as it does with the GM. I think Howie Roseman is really the core problem that we have here. Um, if you look at, like the last caller said with the drafting, that's obvious. We could have Metcalf, we could have Jefferson. I mean, he just constantly makes mistakes there. But, I mean, people want to rip uh, Carson's head off and, and Doug's head off when really, I mean, if you put, if you take Pat Mahomes and you tell him three out of your five linemen are going to be hurt, your two starting receivers are going to be hurt for the season, your starting tight end is going to be hurt for the season. I'm not saying he would be as bad as Wentz is right now, but he's not going to be have the same production. I mean, this team is hurt and it's, it's luck, man. I mean, you can't control the uh, the injuries that we've dealt with. You just can't. And Doug's been dealing with it 
since he's gotten here, and he's he's handled it very well. So I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to fire Doug. I don't want to fire Wentz. I know Wentz isn't playing great right now, not even good. Uh, but I do believe I'm not, and I'm not even a Wentz guy. I was a Foles guy when they were both here. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I really do still feel like Wentz has a lot less in the tank to give us. People should stop trying to rip his head off. Just calm down. Well, wait for him to get. Well, yeah, Nick, no, real quick. I mean, I, I will say, yeah, the things around him aren't aren't good. The offensive line's not good, um, and you know maybe the play calling could could be better. But I mean, Carson Wentz has been awful. Like he's been, he hasn't been just not good. He has been basically the worst starting quarterback in the league this year. So he, uh, now, I think yeah, the deser- I, I think I the criticism of him has been deserved. Right, and I no, listen, I hundred percent agree with that, but I don't think. That it would be that you are you going to tell me right now that you think it, he would be playing this bad if all of his you know injured players were healthy? Um, would it still be this bad? You think? I'd hope not. No, I don't think it would be this bad. But as far as the offensive line, the offensive line's not good, Nick. But Carson also has to do his part to help them, and that means no, and getting I the agree. ball out I and agree. and and he him holding the ball too long is not doing them any favors. I. I agree very 100% I agree and I do I'm not saying I'm not trying to you know give him the you know that you shouldn't ridicule him or anything like that you should still do that I'm not saying you shouldn't but I just don't think to the point where it's like you got to trade the guy or get him out of here like we Wentz is still I feel good enough to be a starting quarterback if you put the right team around him in this league that's my only point I just feel like let the guy get his healthy people around him let him develop with these young guys and give him and the same thing with Doug I, I think we you know should give Doug, a, and he hasn't been perfect. Neither one of them have not been good. I'm not saying they are, right. but I I also don't think that we should be, you know, uh, trying to get these guys out of town because there's not too much better that's out there. For one, I mean, you're gonna have to cut. You're, you're dealing with Jalen Hurts pretty much. I just, my opinion, I think it, it lies more on our our GM than anything. But I do agree with you. Carson has not been good. He has to be better, but. Um, you know, I just I don't agree with the whole get him out of town. Thing. Right. No, I, I hear you, Nick, and I appreciate the call. And I mean, obviously, the opinions are split on, on Carson Wentz, and we'll get into Carson Wentz a little more later on in the show. Um, I'll say this though, you know, Carson Wentz is everything around him great? No, I mean, the offensive line has been banged up. We have a lot of different guys changing in and out each week. The weapons, yeah, there are a lot of young guys on the outside. They're not the best weapons in the NFL. I I get all that, but we also need to get out of this habit of, you know, always blaming somebody else with Carson Wentz. Like, we got to get out of this thing that we've been conditioned to to do this, I think, over the last couple years because the receivers last year were so bad um, and, and... you know, did make a ton of mistakes, a lot of drops, all that stuff. The injuries, you know, whatever you want to point to, people point to Doug's play calling, even though I think Doug has been over-criticized in regards to his play calling this year. Um, I don't know if there's much you can call that's going to work when the quarterback's playing this poorly. Um, but I do believe we we, we got to hold Carson Wentz accountable, too. We talk about holding Howie accountable and Jeffrey Lurie accountable and Doug Peterson accountable we got to hold Carson Wentz accountable as well because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm getting a little fatigued hearing the constant excuses for why things aren't working for Carson and, and how it's uh, other people's fault. Part of this lays on Carson and his hesitancy and his 
propensity to hold the ball so long and not see open receivers and not pull the trigger on passes that he should just pull the trigger on and make simple reads that he should be able to make, that's a problem, and that's on him. That's not on anybody else. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, Jeff Bryan, I see you guys there. You'll be first after the break. Um, Also, got to get to a social media gripe. Uh, I also need people to weigh in on a little dispute, I guess, I'm having with my wife. Uh, So we'll do that next. Elliot Shore Parks coming up at the top of the hour to talk all things Eagles. That's all coming up. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly, filling in for Joe Giglio on a Friday night. Time for What to Watch for, sponsored by Xfinity. Xfinity, the fastest internet in Philadelphia and the sponsor of our Xfinity X1 Lounge, which I am looking out into right now. Uh, But what to watch for on this Friday night is my social media gripe of the day. And holidays are always a prime time for annoying things on social media. Always. Uh, They're they're when I get my my, uh, bulk of my social media gripes, which, which... I, I have a different one every every night when I'm working the overnights, but I know everybody is not up to listen to the uh, the overnight show. You can find my shows on Trash Talk with TK podcast feed. Um, but uh, I always give a social media gripe because there's a lot of things on social media that bother me um, and that I find annoying. And uh, one that, that popped up uh, yesterday with Thanksgiving is when Thanksgiving hits, everybody feels the need to give like their hottest uh food take whether it's you know this this food belongs at thanksgiving dinner this food doesn't belong at thanksgiving dinner i saw a a big arguments breaking out about whether macaroni and cheese is allowed to be on thanksgiving dinner whether it's not allowed to be at thanksgiving dinner and you know i mean i think people can have whatever they want i don't know i i i don't know why everybody's got to argue about the, the the different foods and what's good and what's not have what eat what, eat what you want to eat you want to eat pizza eat pizza you want to eat turkey and mashed potatoes that's what i'll be eating eat turkey turkey and mashed potatoes where do you stand on this motion uh, you're 100 percent right tom like okay thank we're you. all from different cultures we're all gonna eat different foods my family doesn't do mac and cheese but if if we put mac and cheese out at the table i would eat that just because it's not part of my tradition doesn't make it wrong, right? And that leads me into like that leads me into another one because then somebody will be like, uh, "Macaroni and cheese is an elite Thanksgiving food." Don't at me, like okay, d- nobody's. I also hate going to at you say, anyway. Don't at me. Exactly, that's the stupidest that's, thing. Exactly, you know. So social media is always annoying uh, around the holidays, and that's my social media gripe: is everybody giving their food thoughts and their recipes and stuff like that that I just don't care about. Uh, I, I always enjoy, like I, when I'm uh, when I get to a chance to work with you. I always look forward to the social media gripe because we usually agree on it. It's always fun to you know make fun of people doing stupid things. Thank you, Moshe. I appreciate <laughs> that. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, and something else I need to throw out there real quick to the audience. Um, my my wife and I are expecting our first child. We're having a son in March, and. You know, now that it's coming up, it's getting closer. We have to start doing, you know, the registry and get ready for baby shower, which I mean, it actually, you know, um, uh, I guess we're, I'll be uh, spared the big baby shower this year as we're doing it like virtually. Um, but, 
you know, we got to get stuff for the registry and it's a lot of stuff you got to get. You got to get, you know, everything the baby needs, which I mean, I was very naive about all the things that a baby required until now. Um, but, you know, we're filling out stuff on the registry and we're looking the other night. And my wife's asking me about this and that. And I, I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm fine with whatever. Pick whatever you want. And, you know, that, that's fine. I just had one request um, that she is pushing back on right now. But it, I, I think I have a somewhat legit argument is all I want to be put on the registry is PlayStation 5. Is that really the worst thing in the world? Like the, the, the kid's going to use it at some point, right? I mean, he might not use it right away, um, you know, but that's okay. I'll keep it warm for him for a little bit. Like, is this inappropriate? Would this be an appropriate motion in your mind to put on a baby registry? Well, look, I I am not married and I don't have any kids, so I, you know, totally different perspective on this. Mm-hmm. You can't claim that it's something for the baby. Why? Why by not? By the time the baby's playing video games, it's going to be like the PS Nine. Be a po- a toddler. I mean, yeah. you, may, you know, I could get him started at three, four years old on I gaming. I think the way that you should spin probably not the this, best parenting move, but whatever. You know, because you know, you, you do the overnights here. Yeah. So those those kind those times, you obviously won't be waking up to change the baby because you'll be here. Right. But you're used to a crazy schedule, so you could say, you know, I'll I'll happily take the late night diaper changes. I'm just gonna need the the PS5 to help me get through those long nights. Right. You gotta right. spin it the right way. Right. Well, I'm trying, but so far to, to no avail. But if people want to chime in, am I out of line asking for a PS5 on this registry? I. I I think eventually the kid will use it. Why, why, why not? I, I think I'm in the right here. I think I have a legit argument. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Jeff in Horsham. What's up, Jeff? Uh, hey, TK. Thanks for taking the call, man. No problem. Um, first, I, I'm, I'm so on the same page as both of you guys with the social media stuff. Um, do, do your thing, and if people are going to judge you, like you know, they can go play in traffic. Um, and as a uh, young dad... Um, I'm super pumped for you, man. It's going to be the best thing that ever happened, especially as he starts getting older. And if he has an interest in sports, you're going to, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. It is incredible. Yeah. I'm excited, um, Jeff. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So for the PS five, um, you know, God bless you. Good luck. Um, you know, I don't, I, you know, I think my wife would have just told me like, you're out of your mind. Like, uh, that might be a, Hey, Hey, see if your buddies can all pull in and that'll be like the gift for you type of thing. Um, but if you win it, you know, tell us about it on the air, how you went about it, because I'm sure there's a ton of young dads in the area that would love to grab a PS5 or, or you know, the new Xbox that's coming out. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you know how it goes for me, Jeff. I'm guessing I'm, guessing I'm not going to win this one, but I'll, I'll definitely uh, keep you updated on it. <laughs> you you, you got to pick and choose, man. You got to yeah. pick and choose. Yeah. Um, but listen, the reason I, I wanted to call in originally, um, you know, I, I listened to, to WIP throughout the day to, to a bunch of different shows, and the, the one thing that just drives me nuts is this Eagles team is, is so – there's so many, you know, layers of things that need to be changed that, you know, replacing Carson, firing Doug, um, you know, replacing Howie is not going to have any sort of impact right now, right? It's just there's, there's no way. There's too many things between the injuries, between the salary cap. Um, none of those things are going to make a positive change. And I think one of the reasons why we're, we're so intent on pointing the finger is because after the Super Bowl in 2017, we were all led to believe that this is going to be the new culture of winning and the new norm in Philadelphia. Um, which, you know, it's obviously not the case. It's pretty clear at this point we caught lightning in a bottle, which I'll take. You know, I went 35, 34 years without any championship in, in football, so I'll take that all day long. Uh, but I, I just think there's just so many different issues. And, and quite frankly, TK, I, I don't know where to start, man. I don't know if it's 
you know, making changes in the front office to start. And making changes in the front office doesn't mean getting rid of Howie. It means right. putting someone next to him that can draft and, and evaluate talent. Um, but I don't know if that's where it starts. If you need to, you know, relinquish Doug of, of you know, making of calling some of the plays. Um, you know, Carson, I, I'm hoping this is just, you know, the one bad, the one terrible year out of a career, and he can kind of rebound and, and be serviceable and potentially, you know, better than serviceable moving forward. Um, but the whole pointing the finger and the debates about, you know, get rid of Carson, get rid of Doug, like that – those things we know are not going to happen right this the second, and even if they do, we're not going to see much of a different result right out of the gate. So right. you know, I, again, I don't know where where to start. Um, I think you know the talent evaluation is is top, um, and then you know making some sort of changes to who's calling plays, uh, and then you know what you were talking about before with um, not letting my lot of play and develop, not letting Fulgham play and develop. Like, there's no reason Jason Peters should be starting at left tackle. No. There is no reason why, you know, Fulgham shouldn't be on the outside and Alshon's taking any snaps away from him. He's not going to be here next year. What's the point? I, I, I realize it's cap, it's, it's money, right? But, you know, cut your losses and get these young guys prepared so that next year they're coming out with a, a solid year of reps with their quarterback under their belt. No, um, I, so I, I, I'm like with you, that. Jeff. So sorry about that. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. And yeah, I that that's that's what you need to do at this point. Like this team is not, you know, this team is not doing anything this year. If they win this bad division, fine. Um, uh, at this point, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, with the Eagles' schedule remaining, I don't think they are going to win this division. But even if they do, you're not doing anything in the playoffs. Uh, could you win one game theoretically? I guess, but uh, you know. It's time to play the players who are going to potentially be here long-term. Jason Peters not one of those guys. Alshon Jeffrey's not one of those guys. Um, maybe, I mean, you, maybe you need Peters now at right guard, potentially, but the fact that Peters was playing at left tackle before was totally inexcusable. The fact that Alshon Jeffrey is playing at all is ridiculous, and it goes back to this organization just having real, a real issue with how they prioritize things. And that's something that really needs to be cleaned up as we move forward here. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. When we get back, uh, we will check in with 94 WIP Eagles reporter Elliot Shore Parks. Um, we'll talk to Elliot about Lane Johnson's situation, Jason Peters moving, and everything dealing with Carson Wentz. Uh, so that is coming up next. I'm Tom Kelly, uh, filling in for Joe Giglio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 